0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
2: All this time
3: me Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan take two. I am Mike, <laughs> Mike McKibber alongside my co-host each and every week. He is the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church, Pastor Ken Keltner. Pastor, how are you doing today?
0: Mike, I'm doing great. I mean, people are out there are going to be wondering. I mean, every time you go to introduce me, you're cracking up. You know what? I just like that you got your
3: headset on today. It was awesome. Yeah,
0: it came right on. Nothing, Man, no, you're no to problem. be a
3: radio veteran on this thing, pal. Well, re- thanks. Hey, I'm excited about today's show. Hey, I got to tell you, I had a chance to talk to our guest for a while, and he's doing really good work. And uh, he is um, he's a guy very dedicated. And and I like that. He's not afraid to get up on the mountaintop. He's Dr. Ed
4: Uzinski with
3: athletes in action. Dr. Ed, how you doing today,
4: guys? I'm doing pretty good here in uh, just outside of Dayton, Ohio. And uh, anytime you're in the middle of February and there's not snow on the ground, you got to be doing good, and that's where we're at right
3: now. Yeah,
0: that's Man. where we are right now too. Where, where are we, Pastor? Nice. In, in we're, where? We're, we're in wisconsin we,
3: he man, he he doesn't say wisconsin the way it's i say wisconsin to. You know, wisconsin man he's, hey dr ed he is from uh he's from go, oklahoma go,
0: oklahoma man. oh wow
3: yeah, yeah and other than that boomer he's sooner. not a bad guy boomer sooner yeah that's good that's great he is the all about the sooners dr ed so you know if we can bypass any Friends, relatives that you have from Oklahoma—it seems like every distance, show, distant
0: cousins, distance
3: You drove through Oklahoma once in your life. You want to talk yeah. to Pastor Ken about it? Hey, Ed, let's let's talk a little bit about what you do for athletes in action. What uh, what is your
4: job title? Mm-hmm. Well, for for the last year, I have overseen the development of a new website idea for athletes in action. I'm sure we'll talk more about that. But I've I've uh, I've just completely redone the web platform that we had and moved it from being sort of an online brochure for the organization to more of a content driven site. So that's uh, it's been like a startup business, and it's uh, taken everything I've had. A couple of other guys have been in on it with me, and, and uh, it's been doing very well.
3: Hey, let's, uh, if we can't throughout the show, let's plug the website. Um, is it AIA.org?
4: Yeah, it's actually athletesinaction.org. So it's a little more complicated than that. athletesinaction.org. dot org, and uh, yeah, I'd love to have people come check it out. It's uh, it's really taken off. Like I said, this past year we've had over a million uh, visitors and, and uh, folks that are coming back more and more to see what's going on there each week, which is what our goal was from the from the get go with it.
3: And I, I I've been on there the last couple of days, and the change is is really remarkable. It, it's hard to go on that website, and this is a true compliment. It, it Make sure that you have 15, 20 minutes put aside, because once you get on the website and you start looking at different things, it, it's hard to walk away from. So congratulations with that.
4: Well, I appreciate you saying that, Mike, and that was really the goal. I'm going to have to write that quote down, even wants to stick that in a brochure, because that's really exactly the response we hoped we'd be able to get from people, that it would become a destination site. And that there would be stuff there that would just add value to your thinking about sports. So I'm I'm glad you had that experience there.
0: Yeah. Do you need him to repeat that, Ed? Did you get yeah,
4: it? Yeah. I, I hope he. says it. Aren't I? Wasn't I supposed to pay him something? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's oh, that's trust that. me. The that bill's coming, pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You
3: get nothing for free on faith in the zone. I, I tell you what. If on, you, right get, you get something for free on faith in the zone. What do you get for free, Pastor?
0: What do I get for free? Oh, yeah, Brookside Baptist Church. No,
3: and Salvation. Oh, absolutely. That's a free gift. Absolutely. Uh, Man, Mike, you are on
0: fire today, buddy.
3: (laughs) I am on fire. Hey, uh, let's talk, if we can, uh, Doctor, a little bit about where you grew up and and, uh, where you went to school, stuff like that.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I grew up uh, about 20 miles west of Cleveland, Ohio, so I'm a Midwestern guy at heart. And I uh, grew up very much in a sports family. My dad was a high school football coach at a, a, a series of big schools in, in western Cleveland. So that's kind of where I lived. Grew up in locker rooms and Friday night lights and, and just living that son of a football coach's life. But the sport I wound up actually excelling in was basketball.
3: Smart and, man.
4: Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure my dad was always excited about it, but that just happened to be when I got good at. I love baseball. Like I said, just grew up in a sports family, and kind of back in that day where kids still actually played sports on their own and just pick up games all over the place. You guys remember those days?
3: I, I do. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. I miss those days. I, <laughs> no, I, I kind of miss
4: them, yeah.
3: I, I, miss, I, them I miss them, too. Hey, being, uh, being the son of a high school football coach in the state of Ohio, man, that that's big-time high school football there.
4: It really is. Yeah, you know, the, the older I've gotten and haven't had a chance to travel, I, I never even realized that Ohio really is one of the the uh, mega states for football in the country. But so that's that's sort of what I just grew up experiencing. Uh, you know, big school football there, you're going to expect to have Division one kids playing on every team every week, and so it, it's always a, a a fun fun Friday night out.
0: Hey Ed, what position did you play in football?
4: Well, when I did play football, you know, what I should have been was a tight end. I was a tight end for about two days until our center in uh, in junior high, our center couldn't get the snap count right. And so he was abruptly removed from that position, and I was stuck at center where I wound up getting crushed uh, <laughs> at, at a level that I did not enjoy anymore. And that's probably what turned me into a good basketball player and got me off that football field.
0: Well, what, what's your size? How tall are you?
4: Well, I'm 6'2", I'm 6'2 six two, six two half, but I was a, a skinny one back in junior high, and all I know is there was always a pretty good guy lined up at middle linebacker <laughs> to wait to blast me. I, you you know learn what? that pretty quick, too. That's where all the good guys are on defense in junior high. They stick them right there in the middle where they can jam you up pretty good.
3: I would have just started getting the snap count wrong. I would have gone, see, you understand that other guy was the smart one of you two? Yeah, I've, I've
4: joked about that through the years, uh, how much I resent that. I'm not sure he was really doing it. Uh, he might have been doing it on purpose. Mm.
0: So what, what did your dad have to say about you playing center?
4: Oh, you know, I don't remember what my dad Get, get tough, said boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he said, you just got to take it. So, like I said, that's what ushered me into basketball. I really started getting good. And uh, focused in ninth grade. In fact, I quit everything. I remember asking my dad, what did he think I had the best chance of being good at between baseball, football, and basketball? And, and he said basketball. And uh, as is often the case with a father's words being some of the the strongest in a young man's life, I basically let go of everything and just focused on that all the way through high school.
0: So you never played football for your dad then?
4: I didn't. The crazy thing is he almost got hired uh, at my high school, and I won't even get into all the details of that, but there was a, a number of things that happened that kept that from happening. So he wound up coaching at my school's rival. So, yeah, so I was uh, for four years torn about where I, which, which side of the stadium I was going to stand on during that conference game that always happened at the end of the year.
3: Yeah, I, uh, I would stand in the middle – and let my teammates yeah. know I'm rooting for them, and let my dad know, man, I'm rooting for you, pal. I don't yeah, even I like these sure, guys I go to school with. That's what I, I'd I was be saying.
4: Seen, I, I was seen all over that stadium. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Wherever, <laughs> wherever we played, I, I made sure there was evidence that I'd been on both sides.
0: <laughs> you know, Ed, we had Bobby Bowden on, and then we had his son uh, Tommy on. And when okay. Tommy was coaching at Clemson, the, the one year they did beat uh, Florida State, uh, I think I still remember that score, twenty seventeen and we asked him, Well what what did your dad have to say to you at midfield? And he said, Good game, son, but you're now out of the will. <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah, that's exactly it that was awesome. So hey, let's say, uh, if we can, with the time we have left in, in, in this segment, um talk a little bit about the basketball wise you pretty good high school player and then you went on to college.
4: I was good. Uh I was at the bottom rung of the ladder of good. I was always a scrapper and a fighter and, and, and just kind of hustled my way into goodness, if you will. I was a two guard and, and had a pretty good shot back in the day. But I was always uh, just scrapping to stay there at the bottom of good, if that makes sense. And and so, yeah, when when I graduated, I actually wound up in an exchange program. So this is just another crazy diversion to my, to my life. I ended up going over to Italy for a year after high school. And while I was there, I got connected with a a pro team that was in the the, uh, series B. They've got an A level, a B level, and a C level over there. I was with a team that was in series B and basically played minor league ball over there uh, for the year after I graduated. And uh, word got back to an assistant coach at Kent State that I was still interested in playing. Everybody kind of assumed that I just was going to Lead basketball in the back seat, moving forward. But I kind of got the bug to play again, and I wound up going to Kent State as a preferred walk-on uh, to the team there. It was uh, 1987, fall of 1987. I entered Kent State as a walk-on,
3: and uh, we had we had a conversation, you know, off there about what happened at Kent State. But if we can get we can go into that, uh, wasn't exactly what you had expected.
4: No, it, it wasn't. And, you know, I was, I was going through a lot at the time. I I'd completely committed myself to sports, as I'd already said, was completely consumed with, with basketball to a point of even being burnt out there by the end of my senior year. And Like I said, when I got the bug again, uh, had a new freshness to my game. And when I, when I got to Kent, though, so, I really just started getting struck with, uh, I guess, existential questions spiritual questions, I guess. Uh, and you know, it was really struggling with, you know, why am I here? And uh, what will happen if I die? You know, those questions that everybody thinks about, but there's just not usually a lot of uh, places where you can safely bring them up. Right. And uh, it was just mm-hmm. really struggling. I was doing well enough that they had actually invited three of us as walk-ons. And I would say I was safely uh, in the middle of those three. I, I was the just behind the guy that was the best. And, and I was certainly ahead of the guy that was probably the worst of the three, but I was struggling. And, uh, I can remember standing there and we were running, uh, these different drills where you had to sprint up to the foul line and do a jump stop and do a pivot. We used to call them UCLAs Then you'd run up to the mid court line, stop and pivot. And I was standing there in line and doing, watching these guys ahead of me doing these and just thinking, what, what am I doing here? Like is this is this what my life is gonna be? Like um, you know what what is what is truth? It's kind of crazy even as I think back about it. Uh, just thinking about these heavy questions and nobody knew about it, uh, and I didn't really have anywhere to go with it. So I ended up going in and, and talking to that same assistant coach that had called me about coming, and I told him what I was struggling with, and, and he said, you know, I don't really know what to tell you. In fact, he said, I'm, I'm not a priest. I'm a basketball coach, and he said, so uh, you're either going to have to quit and go on your quest or stick it out, and uh, I certainly wasn't going to quit, but i tell you what, fellas, I was, I was hoping I would break my leg or if something would happen that would give me an honorable discharge. I really wanted to make the team. I wanted to get a scholarship. That was my goal the whole time. And, uh, and they knew that. They knew that that's what I was after. But at the same time, I, I really wanted to have space to pursue some of these questions. So lo and behold, I didn't need to have my leg broke. They called me in two weeks later and cut me. And it turned out they were only going to keep two of the three of us to begin with. And and so that's how I wound up uh, having the space to pursue those questions.
3: Hmm. Boy, that's, uh, you know, you don't know it at the time. Um, doctor, but obviously the Lord had a plan for you. And you know there are things that have happened in in everybody's past that you when it's happening, you're thinking, boy, I, I either I didn't see this coming or I don't understand why this is happening. And then all of a sudden a year or two down the road, you go, okay, I now now I understand why yeah. why this affected, you know why this happened in
4: my life. That, that's good, Mike. Well, I walk back, I, I still remember this. You know how hard it is to remember things that happened way in the past. Some, some pictures from your life, some snapshots are just clear, and this is one of them for me. I remember walking back to my dorm that night, and it was dark, and <clears throat> part of me felt relieved. Uh, I was discouraged, disappointed, obviously, because I, I knew basketball was done, at least I thought it was. Uh, but I also felt the freedom now that okay now I've, I've got room to do this. And I, I remember I wasn't a wasn't necessarily a pr- prayerful man. I didn't we didn't really grow up in a very religious home. I mean, my family went to church on Sundays, but it was it was really it was kind of a placeholder of something to do before the Browns game. You know what I mean? I do. Um, so, uh, but I went back to my room that night and I sat on the edge of my bed in the dark and I said uh, in my mind I just said God. If you're out there, uh, it's time now that you show me what this is all about. And and if you're there, I need some answers to my questions. Um, And, you know, nothing happened in that moment, but I I can remember uh, crying out, I guess, to God that night. And sure enough, within the next couple of weeks, I began to meet uh, campus ministers is really what they were. I mean, I didn't even know that was a category, Uh, but I met Guys, there was one guy in particular who did a little column in our school newspaper, and guess what he did? He answered people's spiritual questions. And I started seeing his name and and, and started seeing the kinds of questions that people were asking. What happens when you die? You know, is there a God? And how would you know? How do you know what truth is? I'm like, goodness, I've been asking these too. So I wound up meeting this fella, and, and he wound up kind of taking me under his wing and started explaining really would somewhat surprise me, but started explaining how the Bible actually talked a lot about those questions.
2: <laughs> yeah. And
4: uh, so that was that was my first exposure to really getting into the Bible with somebody that actually knew his way around in there. And, uh, and he wasn't the only one. I met a series of men that worked in different organizations that uh, just sort of patiently took me under their wing and really began to explain to me who Jesus was and why he came to the earth and why he died and all things that I had heard of before, but I just never really thought about them having any practical... Um,
0: relevance to you, yeah. yeah
4: relevance mm. to my own life. And now yeah. all of a sudden it was like it all was coming together for me that in fact this is exactly what I've been looking for, you know? Why? The, the, old, the old U2 song that, that had only been out for a couple of years still haven't found what I'm looking for. Yep. And I thought, man, th- this, is, this is it. I'm pretty sure this is exactly what I've been looking for. This person, Jesus... Uh, and I, so I was the most surprised convert at Kent State that year, I guess, in February. I finally said, I'm, you know, I'm done uh, trying to live my own life and trying to figure things out for myself. I, I really want to walk this Jesus walk and uh, and just see what happens.
3: That's awesome. Dr. Ed, we need to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. As we talk with Dr. Ed Yuzinski, do yourself a favor. Athlete in Action, org. Is the website that we're going to talk about a lot later in the show. But I would I would really recommend that you go there because if you were there a year ago or maybe even 11 months ago, it's changed. And it's changed to the point that put uh, 15, 20 minutes aside. Go to it. You're going to really enjoy the time that you spend. Again, athletesinaction.org. We'll get your break, other side of the break. We'll continue with Dr. Ed Uzinski. This is Faith in the Zone. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: Back to Faith in the Zone: A Journey on How People in Sports Walk in Faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bunzel's Old Fashioned Meat Market. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You covered.
3: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest this week, Dr. Ed Uzynski with Athletes in Action. Pastor?
0: Yeah, and Mike, I'm on the edge of my seat because we always talk about how we love to hear how a journey began uh, with uh, faith in Christ, and Ed is like right there, you know, with what was going on at Kent State, and had, had
3: to go to break, man. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> had to pay the bills, brother.
0: Well, I'm I'm all ready. So, Ed, just just pick up and tell us a little bit more what happened here.
4: Well, like I said, I just I, I had so many questions. I've always been, um, I guess, more of an inquisitive type. I, I don't like to uh, just take things the way they come. I guess I've always been one of those guys that wants to ask why. And, and have people defend their positions on things, you know, and so, like I said, I started to meet guys who actually were, were okay with me asking spiritual questions, and, and, uh, and actually had some sense of answers, and, and so I just continued down that, that path, like, I can remember one time meeting with a fella, and, and I'd been in an English class, I, I had philosophy, psychology, I had all the, kind of the basic classes that you take there in freshman year, and, and, uh, you know, in every class, what's interesting, even on a secular campus, you wind up talking about religion a lot.
0: Yeah, you do. <laughs> you, you,
4: you really do. You, you can't get away from the history of Christianity in this country. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, most of the time, the way that it's being framed is, is as a negative thing. Mm-hmm. And I can remember meeting with a guy one time, because we I talked in class about Jesus and the things that Jesus said about himself. And I, I said to this pastor, did Jesus ever actually say? that he was the way to God, that, that he really was uh, something different than what other religious leaders claim for themselves. And I still remember he was a elderly black gentleman, Elder Carter. Gilbert Carter was his name, and I can still remember him slowly pulling out a handkerchief out of his pocket and wiping his forehead. He was sweating. He didn't say a word. He just started flipping over in his Bible to the book of John, yeah. <laughs> where, where Jesus said, I'm the way yeah. and I'm the truth. And I'm the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And uh,
0: period, I, period, know,
4: period, yeah, period. Yeah. You know, and and so what did that mean? That I guess that wasn't proving anything in that moment, but it answered my question that Jesus did, in fact, say that. And so, you know, in my classes where where uh, it was always being asserted that that all religious teachers were pretty much saying the same thing, I, I knew well enough from reading it myself. Whether you believed in him or not, Jesus was saying some pretty radically different things about himself. And and so that was just becoming more and more clear to me as the fall went on. Uh, so I, I ended up, in the midst of my uh, despair at getting cut and all my religious and existential questions, I, of course, got a girlfriend uh, <laughs> in, in my freshman year there. And, and this girl, as it turned out, was involved with an organization called Athletes in Action which I'd never heard of before. Like I said, this whole Christian subculture thing was really new to me. And she invited me to come to a retreat with her in February of 1988. And now I, I don't even remember what I was thinking at the time, but I I, I went. And uh, a pack of us went and uh, met more people there than, than I could count. They were actually thinking about all the same kinds of things that I was, and they were athletes, like I assume for sure, that whoever was going to be dealing with these spiritual questions would never be athletes. You know, that's, that, uh, that's just not what we do in sports. And sure enough, there's, there's 200 other people here that are thinking about these things. And, <clears throat> boy, I stayed up late. I stayed up till 3, 4 in the morning just talking to the guys. In like fact, one of the guys, you guys will appreciate this. I had forgotten this until just this weekend because this same retreat actually happened on our property here. One of the guys that stayed up late with me and answered my questions that weekend was Tony Dungy, who at the time was a defensive backs coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And our (laughs) retreat was actually held in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. And coach Dungy, before anybody knew who he was or before he would kind of risen up the, the coaching ladder was making himself available to college students like myself that had questions about faith. And he patiently sat and he talked and he shared his own story and he he took me to the scriptures and it was just a, a powerful time for me. You know, what wasn't a lot of uh, hoopla about it. It was just very matter of fact. And by the time I came back that Sunday night, uh, I went to a little service on campus and the preacher at the end of this time, as I was sitting in the back, he said, does anybody out there have anything that they, they want to pray about or just get off their chest? And, uh, I can remember my heart beating out of my chest. Cause he said, if, it, "If you have something you want to bring to us, you need to come on up front here and and tell me." And uh, I got up out of my seat and walked up there and I said, "Pastor, I don't even know exactly what this means, but I know I don't want to play games with God anymore. I, I'm I'm just I'm ready to to give my life to Jesus, which is not even language I was at all familiar with. Like mm-hmm. I said, but I mm-hmm. I surrender. You know, I don't want to I don't want to keep fighting anymore. I've seen enough now, and I've read enough now." in this Bible that just is confirmed inside me that there's something right about this. And, uh, I want to follow Jesus. And mm. so we prayed mm. that night. I can remember sitting back down in my seat and just feeling relieved, a uh, little bit scared, you know, cause you never know quite what you're getting into when, uh, when you start surrendering your life to anybody. Right.
3: Right. Um,
4: mm-hmm. uh, but I can remember sitting down and just thinking, this is this is it. Like this is what my entire life has been pointing towards mm. is this moment. And if in fact this is true, which I believe it to be true, then I want to spend the rest of my life trying to help other people who are like me mm. finding the same thing that I've found now, which is why twenty five years later I'm still with athletes in action.
3: Amen to that. He is Dr. Ed Uzinski, Athletes in Action again um athletes in is a website I I would recommend do you know why that that was so powerful for me pastor because of the amount of coaches and guys that that I know that listen to this show that's that that'll come up quietly you know in in a gym or a supermarket if they see me they'll be like you know they'll yell hey I love that high school basketball show you do blah but if it's faith in the zone they they walk up close and whisper Hey, I, I listen huh. to that 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 religious show you do I go I I, I don't do a religion show <laughs> yeah, yeah I, you that religion show I don't I, I don't I do a show called faith in the zone and these guys Ed, are exactly where you were man yeah. these are guys saying hey look I have questions I keep hearing about this thing I'm a little scared to take that step yeah. I'm, I'm listening to this faith in the zone thing and it's interesting to me but i'm not sure that that's the direction i want to go and so where you were it, uh, thank goodness for that girl that invited you i'll tell you that yeah
4: yeah, I, yeah I, i've thought that many times and and, and you know just the I guess what we would call so many little coincidences that brought it about, but but from a, a more theological view of the world, it, it was God's hand down these yes. little moments that, that were just kind of leading me along to a place where I would
0: find it. And mm-hmm. I, I always refer to those as divine appointments. I mean, yes. God, God, yeah. you know, God brings people into your life. I, I guess as I was listening to you, I mean, it was, I mean, I love it that you know you're giving your life to to helping others find the answer because people really, truly are, are searching. I mean, you you know, God, God put within man, this consciousness of himself. So that's why you see religion just, just ramping up. I mean, 300,000 religions is one of the last figures that I saw. And and so that tells you people are, are looking and, and what, what is the truth? You know, and I mean, Pilate asked Jesus that himself, you know, what is truth? People are looking for that truth. And, uh, uh, what was the elder's name that that read to you John fourteen six?
4: Yeah, his name was Gilbert Carter.
0: Carter. And oh, he, just, yeah. he
4: volunteered his time and he came up and uh, he was actually uh, part of the Black Studies Department at Kent State and he came to campus a time or two a week and just met with students that uh, that uh, that wanted to meet. Even more ironic, I'm a white guy, but I happened to have had a class that had me in the the Pan African Studies Department and that's where I met Gilbert. I never would have crossed.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I there, there again,
4: there at a time when he was there,
0: there again another divine appointment, and and we had the privilege of having uh, Coach Dungey on Faith in the Zone, ah. and uh, okay. yeah, and and you know what, you know, Mike, and you, 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 I know you bring it up often. I mean, he he would talk about that platform that yes. God had given to him, and I mean, even before he was really even well known. He's using that platform as a defensive backs coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, to talk to guys like Ed. You know, it
3: doesn't surprise when he said, "Look, the, the, you know, this uh, this football coach was there, and it didn't surprise <laughs> me one second when he said Tony Dungy." Yeah, yeah. And, and it just didn't because with the, when we had him on and he talked about and he does it not pridefully. He, he doesn't pat himself on the back, but he just said, look, I believe in this so much that I need to utilize this platform. Any chance I get, I want to utilize the platform the Lord's given me.
0: And, I, I mean, or, bottom, bottom line is that's what we've been called to do. Right. You know, I mean, that. I mean, Jesus' last command was that we were to be a witness. I mean, that ought to be what I'm, you know, kind of focused on. Someone said a man's last words are lasting words. Well, I mean, that was Jesus' last words to us as believers to go out and give the gospel. And so— no matter what your occupation is, uh, you know, that's what you do, who you are. You're a, you're a child of God wanting to uh, show someone else how they can find the truth. And, Ed, I, I loved hearing it from you, man. That is awesome.
4: Well, uh, and, and you talk about uh, coaches listening and, 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 and maybe other athletes that might listen to a show like this. You know, Coach Dungy, what he did, he, he made himself available. I mean, it wasn't, I didn't even know who he was. Like I said, he, he didn't have any kind of a name. I know he had played for the Steelers. But right. I, I didn't know him from that. But he was a fellow athlete who was not afraid of my questions, who didn't try to have all the answers, but just made himself available to say, we, we can go. You know, he could take me a little further down the road. He knew more than I knew, and so he was able to take me somewhere. And he was willing to go get – you know, answers to the questions that he didn't have answers to. Well, anybody can do that. That's the beautiful thing about it. I mean, if you make yourself available and you're willing to reach out and, and kind of grab on guys that are behind you that are, that are uh, seeking and, and, and looking to stay on a certain path, and you reach forward to mm-hmm. the guys that are a little bit ahead of you so that you keep getting mentored yourself, some, some really powerful and beautiful things can happen.
0: You know, Ed, you said something right there, and I don't know that I've ever said it on the air, and I've never said to you, Mike, but I want you to know if there are people out there that are saying, "Hey, is there someone available to talk to me?" You got my number, all right, Mike. I, 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 I want to talk to him. I want to help him because well, I, I mean, this is do. this is what's uh, what's so important. So. And and you know what, a show
3: like like this today's show is right up your alley, Pastor, because uh, it doesn't matter where you are, what to, what day it is, what time it is, or where you are. I've watched you in action. I've watched you when anybody has a question or anybody wants to talk or you just go up and start talking to them because you, you, this is what you this is who you are and this is what you believe. Uh, before we get to a break, Dr. we had a guy on. I used to talk about this guy a lot. He was a, a Division 3 college basketball coach from the state of Indiana and he said, "Look, I was really good at talking about my faith." And disciplining my players in the locker room, but I struggled outside of the locker room. I really struggled in a, in in the in the grocery store, in you know in the supermarket, in the gas station. And he said, I read a book called "I'm Not a Fan," and I spent an extra three bucks to get a bracelet, one of these rubber bracelets that says "I'm Not a Fan." He said I started wearing that bracelet, and I'd be in the supermarket, and somebody would see it, and they'd say, "Who aren't you a fan of?" And he'd say, I'm not a fan of Jesus Christ. And people would be like, What? And he'd say, I'm not a fan because fans sit on the sidelines. I'm a follower. Can I talk to you about it? And he said, I got more. He said, I was able to talk to more people because of that $3 bracelet than anything else I've done ever. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, there's always, there's always a way. Guys, we have to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation with Dr. Ed Uzinski. Again, athletes in action. Go to athletesinaction.org for more information. If you haven't seen that website in the last 11 months or so, go to it now. There's some great articles. In fact, we're going to talk to uh, Dr. Ed about Mm -hmm. one that that, uh, was written a couple years ago, but they put back up here recently, Does God Care Who Wins?
0: That sounds like Aaron Rodgers and... um, um Seattle. Uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson talking about that.
3: Yeah, and we'll find out. We'll uh, we'll talk to Dr. Ed about that, uh, along with a lot of other things, man. He's been a great guest. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by All-American Window and Door. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. All this time, all
2: this time, you covered me.
3: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. It's always a treat to be working with Pastor Ken Keltner. Love it, Mike. Love it. Baptist Church. Our special guest, Dr. Ed Uzinski, he is with Athletes in Action, and to be honest with you guys, we, I've got about 17 more segments I could do with Dr. Ed. This, I really do appreciate your time, and trust me when I tell you, we're going to need to get to get you back on the show um, soon, because we're not going to get to nearly as much stuff as I'd hoped. Um, Dr. Ed, let's talk a little bit about, you started with Athletes in Action, you've been with them how long?
4: 25 years this summer.
3: Man, congratulations on that. It's a great great organization.
4: Yeah, I, I can't even believe that. Every time I say that, it, it seems to have gone by so fast, and I certainly uh, I didn't plan on being here for two and a half decades of my life, but everything that I've uh, thought that God wanted me to do, I've been able to do through this organization. As I've had different roles and different opportunities to minister to folks in different ways. So it's been great for my own growth and a great place to work.
3: Hey, before we get more into Athletes in Action, I, I had talked to you a little bit about you getting your doctorate and, um, and how impressive that is. And congratulations on, on that. And and I, I said, uh, Pastor, I said, should I call you, you know, uh, Dr. Ed uh, Yuzinski? Or he said, well, you know, it's up to you. And I said, look, you earned it, man. I'm, I'm going with Dr. Ed because that's a difficult thing to do. Where did you go to school for that?
4: I went to Bowling Green. Right here in Ohio, so it's a couple hours up the road from where we're at here, outside of Dayton. And I commuted up there for a few years, so I wouldn't have to move the family around, and, and uh, it worked out good for us.
3: Well, congratulations on that! Mm-hmm. I know that uh, what a what a great accomplishment. Hey, on um on the website athletesinaction.org. I, I only pulled one and I read a number of them, but but this just rang out because we've had this conversation and the article that you that you wrote does God care who wins. Uh let's talk a little bit about that because it's funny, you know, you, you talk to you talk to people that might not have much of a faith based in their life. And they'll, they'll always make comments about, well, you really think God cares if Tim Tebow's playing football? Or, you know, this team talks about praying, you know, before the game and after the game. You know, do these players really think God cares who wins a football game or a basketball game? And then this article that, that you wrote a couple years ago, man, makes make some great points. Uh, what's your feeling on that, uh, Dr. Ed? How, how do you approach uh, that question?
4: One of the reasons why we even started to kick that question around is just because there's so many layers to it, um, and and like so much, so much that goes on in our culture today. You mentioned my PhD, so I I, I did study in, in a program called American Culture Studies, which is exactly what it is. It's studying the American culture and the moment that we live in, and and uh, and one mm-hmm. of the things that's true right now for us is that we don't do a very good job of thinking well about issues and about questions. We're very much knee-jerk reactionaries when whenever it comes to a question, especially if that mm-hmm. question's been around for a while and we've sort of learned to take a side on one side or the other. We don't think so much about it anymore. We just react. And, and this is one of those questions within the, within the faith realm, if you will, that comes up a few times every year around the time of big games. Does God care about this game? And <clears throat> ultimately, the, the answer is, of course he does, because he cares about everything. Mm-hmm. There's not any detail of life that doesn't matter to him, but where it always gets interesting is what we mean by him caring. And so you even mentioned, so th- does, uh, you know, is it the number of Christians that you have on a team, is that what would cause them to care, or, or maybe just the number of religiously affiliated people, or... Is it praying before a game that causes them to care for you and wants you to win more? And, and what becomes so silly about that is the reality that, you know, there's guys on both sides that are praying before a game. There's, there's uh, you, you know, there's men and women that have done horrible things and there's men and women that have done wonderful things on both sides before a game. So, so those aren't the criteria that determine how god feels about the game and ultimately i guess this is really maybe it'll sound like a punt but like we don't know exactly how it is that he cares about the game or why it is that he cares but he's certainly working out his purposes and his ends through every single thing that happens in life including a game i'll stop there and let you let you guys respond to that Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm taking it in. I, I totally agree with you. He does care. Um, I think what what you're doing uh, and others uh, around the country are doing uh, that claim to be, a, that would call themselves a Christian is what they care about is what God cares about. And what God cares about ultimately is that when we die, that we'll live with him eternally. And um in the in the process you know you have jobs, you have games you have have, have different things like like that that you're you're, you're going through life doing and uh, whether I win or lose, my dad always would ask me this question will you be able to to say to the Lord you did your best? you know if you did your best, he used to always tell me it's no disgrace to fail or even to lose but it's a sin if you do less than your best. And so uh, that was kind of, you know, my father just went home to be with the Lord on Thanksgiving Day, Ed, and I thought, what mm-hmm. a great day to go home on Thanksgiving Day to be with the Lord. Yeah. But yeah. but he really, uh, he, he had a principle that he used to always hit me with, the principle of do all. Do, do you do it all for the glory of God or not? And I know uh, you, you wrote on here, you know, and because some guys do come on after, you know, in the post-game interview and, you know, want to thank the Lord, and, and, and I know... Uh, usually when that happens, you know, believers are, their ears are perking up, you know, when, especially when they say something about the Lord Jesus Christ. Cause I heard Brett Farr, uh, in his, um, acceptance of being in the football hall of fame in Canton. I mean, right out of, right out of his mouth, right out of the bat, he goes, I just want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ. who's my savior. I mean, it just, you know, kind of floored me, but that kind of gets back to, um, some of what Tony Dungy was saying, if God's given you a platform to say some things, then say it. But
3: In, in this article, if I can, what, what I thought, what jumped off the page at me, and it was really well written, uh, Dr. Ed, but in the paragraph, yes, he cares, but God most certainly does care who wins, not in the way we do, and mm-hmm. certainly not in the way implied by most post-game interviews he cares about everything that happens in the universe. I I liked that paragraph the most for me. When when you talk about to suggest he doesn't care who wins is to be pressed in the corner opposite but the, just as ridiculous of the idea that he remains vested like a Vegas gambler. Indeed his concern regarding game extends far beyond our own thin ideas of victory and defeat, profit and loss, success and failure. And yeah. I look as we talked about early on with with your um, journey, uh, Doctor, we we talked about things happen for a reason. I, I like the the paragraph that talked about. Look, what what is winning going to do to somebody's life, and what is losing going to do to somebody's life? And and I think that's what God cares about. I think He does care about that. You know that that we are competing, and and what's it going to do to somebody's life if they are on the mountaintop? Or if they just lost on a last second, you know what's going to happen? How are they going to react? And what what direction does that push their life in?
4: Yeah, yeah, you know, there's this subtle, um, this this, this subtle what's the word connection that I think we've made over time. And because the only time you ever hear, "I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ," is after a win.
2: Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. or
4: after something good has happened. You know, what if Coach Quinn? I have no idea where where Dan Quinn's faith journey is at at this point, but what if the first thing he had said— exactly. You know, when they put the mic in front of him was, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for this. But we don't usually go there, but that would have been just as true of a statement if he could have accessed that, but we don't ever hear that.
2: So what ends
4: up happening is there's sort of this weird— association, that's the word I was looking for, yeah. that's made between God and the winning side.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I
4: think that that's what people recoil against, I think. That's what people yeah. push back against, as though mm. somehow you can, uh, in a sense, manipulate God, or you can get Him to cozy up to your side right. somehow, and mm-hmm. God's on the side of the winner, which is a very American idea, isn't it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, mm. that's, it kind of goes along with how we tend to think. Uh, as Americans anyways, but the crazy thing is God may be even more associated with the loser in yeah. some way. It would, sure would seem to certainly to see that in the way Jesus interacted with the marginalized people in society and seemed to go towards the, the people that weren't being paid attention to and that would have even been considered losers in society. Mm. And he really re- rebuked the people who had power and the people that, again, if you'll let me go here, would have been considered winners. Now, um, again, that doesn't mean that he's against winning. It just means that we've distorted uh, winning and losing with yep. the idea that God somehow sides with the winner and must be against the
3: loser. Yeah, That's I I agree. Ridiculous. Yep, here's Dr. Ed Uzinski with Athletes in Action. Go to athletesinaction.org uh, for more information on what they're doing. Guys, we've got to get to a break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Young Express. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
2: All this time, all this time you covered me.
3: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike Begiver, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest, Dr. Ed Uzinski, with Athletes in Action. Guys, we got just a couple of minutes here in uh, in our last segment. Uh, Dr. Ed, I can't thank you enough for your time. Uh, I, I had a great conversation with you a couple of times um, off the air, getting ready for this show, and uh, this this has been a really good show. It's going to reach a lot of people that yeah. are very interested. I think in what you have to say, and uh, trust me, I, I'm going to be bugging you to come back on the show. You know, we just didn't get to as much as I'd hoped because it's so interesting uh, the journey that you've had and the amount of people that that you're reaching with athletes in action uh, is incredible. Um, I, I wish you the best, man. I wish you good luck here in, in, uh, in the near future with everything you guys are, are trying to accomplish. Hey, the podcast that you were doing, is that no longer up for a while?
4: You know, we, we stopped that a, a few months ago. I was doing it with a guy named Bryce Johnson. And Bryce uh, is a, has a sports show, not unlike yours, but he does it online. It's called unpackingit.com. And uh, he's down in North Carolina. And and for a couple of years, we did a show called Under Review, where we would take the sports issues that were being talked about during the week, similar to what Pardon the Interruption does on ESPN, where you've got a list of topics. And and we would put them under review each day, or each once once a week, rather, uh, and try to look at them from more of a theological perspective, a sociological perspective, just kind of go a little bit deeper than maybe what some of the analysis would be, or at least, if not deeper, just from a different direction sure. than, than the, the analysis you get on typical sports shows, which is really what you mentioned, athletesinaction.org. It's really what we're trying to do on that site. It's to take the very relevant things that people are talking about around the water cooler and are being talked about on sports radio and looking at them from a different direction, from a faith perspective, from a uh, from a Christian perspective. Really, what would it look like to to take any particular incident and ask, how does fate intersect this moment? We've come up with some interesting uh, pieces, as you mentioned.
3: Hey, the mm. next next time we have you on, we're going to start with wh- what you think about signing day in college football. So we we discussed that before, and and we're yep. on the same page on that. I, I, okay. I, I don't see anything good coming from that, to be honest with you. But we will next time we have Dr. Ed Uzinski from Athletes in Action on, we'll ask him about that. The other thing I'm going to ask him about, Pastor, that I wanted to get to and didn't, he played. Remember the Athletes in Action teams? Mm-hmm, he used yeah. to go play colleges? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ed used to play on that. Hmm. And uh, Two guard, probably, teams, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Really?
4: You could shoot it? Can you still shoot yeah. it? Uh, I, my legs are a little messy, but I try to put some up whenever I get a chance. Hey, yeah.
0: you sound young to me. It sounds like you could use the dribble, dribble penetration, and then kick. Yeah, maybe against a
3: guy <laughs> like me playing defense. But, you know, if his legs are – if they're Jelly Boy, he's not going past some guys. But me, he can go by me anytime. Guys, we got to get – Dr. Ed, thank you so much, sir.
4: Thank you. I, I really appreciate it, Mike and Ken. i look forward to talking with you again soon. You got yeah. it, Pastor. Thank it's good to see yeah. you. Good to Thanks see you, for Mike.
3: listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcast, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
2: Was it really amazing grace Now I know for certain
1: Lord, it was you that rescued me